Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great day. It is a Jackson Claude OG original recipe. Finally, the girlies are back together. Audio only extravaganza. Hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing on your week without me so far? How have things so been? So terrible. So terrible. Not so worth bad. living. Not worth living. Not worth pursuing. Just why do what I do when I can't do do it with a you? You know? With a you, uh, yeah, I agree. I do agree. It looks like the episodes have been really fun, though. They have. Yesterday was, like, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Joey Camas is just so funny, and he's, like, he's on my level when it comes to, like, speed talking, shit talking, mm-hmm. and also, like, niche pop culture references. It was just a joy to podcast with him. Everyone loved it. So it's things are going great, actually, but I just miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. Well, we're back together today, and it's like no time has passed. How was your day off, days off? Did you get some much-needed relaxation? Did you go to the doctor? Like, what's up? Yes, so I I rested in the bed, as you do on bed rest. Um, But it's not like, I wouldn't say it's relaxing, you know? Yeah, because you're also still a mother. Yeah, there's still so much going on. Like, I'm still, there's just always something going on. I've been, like, watching Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I weirdly only get through, like, four episodes a day, which is a lot for a lay person, <laughs> but, like, not a lot for a person on bed rest. No, it's not. Like, I just finished and got all caught up with the second part of the reunion. But, like, I've been on bed rest for a week, and, like, all I've accomplished was, like, one season of Real Housewives of one New Jersey. One show. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, that reunion was very good. Yeah, these reunions are getting infuriating. The cast members need to calm down. In yeah, every- everyone was at, yeah, by the way, the Jersey reunion was giving Vanderpump vibes where like everyone was like trying to have a soundbite and a moment, specifically Jennifer Aiden. I just expect more from Melissa, like because she is so aware. You know, like Teresa's not self-aware. She doesn't know how she comes off. She really thinks like everybody wants to hear what she has to say all the time. But like yeah. Melissa like continuing to like get on that level with her like while Andy's literally screaming at them. Like I just expected more from her because like she's better than that. She is better than that. But like acting, you know, like better than that has really gotten her nowhere. So now she's stooping down to t- no. to Tree's level. But she doesn't need to act better than that for like to, to take the high road with Teresa. It's like for the viewers. Yeah, it was painful. It was semi-painful, yeah. And then I'm going to probably do Summer House next, I guess. I did Summer House. Because people are talking about the reunion, and I was halfway through the season, so I think I'll do that. That's exciting. Yeah. So not super restful, but I've gotten some good content, and I've weirdly had, like, a lot of work stuff, like, on my computer, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I've been working Mm -hmm. on my computer a lot. That's so good to be on your computer. Working. Right. Computing computing working like there's just always something going on on my computer so that's the thing about computers man they are crazy speaking of crazy we haven't even been able to podcast I'm, i meant to talk about it yesterday with joey but i forgot what's going on in new york is literally the craziest thing it's the craziest thing i called you the other day like two days ago oh before, my god get over before it. air quality talk was cool and i was tuesday like, morning tuesday morning tuesday morning because i saw that the air quality on my weather app it, they were like telling me like there's bad air quality and you know I was like feeling a little short of breath I really Mm. was (laughs) and I thought the two things were related so I was just like mentioning the air quality everyone was like you're so dramatic I had no idea what you were talking about and then yesterday it was apocalyptic in the city on Tuesday morning you were talking to me about it and I was like okay whatever and then Tuesday night I left my house to go to dinner and it really was so crazy like my Uber driver was like in pain and I was like what is going on he was like it's a 150 when it gets to the three four hundreds it's really bad I'm like oh okay 
yesterday, Wednesday was so crazy when Jack's I recorded with Jax Taylor yesterday. When he got to the studio, he was like dripping, like snot, tears coming out of his eyes. And then when I left to walk home, I was deeply unwell. I put on a mask and I was like wearing sunglasses. I really felt like a celebrity. I was like, nobody knows that it's the girl from the toast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, everyone was like looking, is that the girl from the toast? But they couldn't tell because I was so covered up. Yeah, that was sad <laughs> for them that they didn't get to see you in all your glory. I have to say, actually, um, when I was walking around in, like, my sunglasses and mask, I did actually meet a toaster, and she was so nice, and she was listening to the Joey Camasta episode, and it's because I was wearing a toast mask. Like, not me trying to be incognito with my brand on my mask. Stop. Yeah. And that helped you with the smog? It did, by the way, because Ben wasn't wearing one, and he was, like, hawking up loogies, and, like, I was okay. Got it. They they can't get me to put a mask back on. Like, it's just we not going to happen. It's we not going to – I'd rather smell the campfire. Well, I will say, I'd rather smell, have a little s'mores by the fire. This smell, I'm not bothered by. Even though my clothes now stink like like ash and like burning charcoal, which is not great because I wore a cashmere sweater yesterday. But the smell is actually, I love that smell of like campfire wood burning. It smells like cute, um, but the 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 throat, nose, and eyes are a real problem. And of course, the cause, you know, Canada is burning. Is is it's not worth the smell? Yeah. No, no, it's out. we're not asking for the smell. I'm just like trying to like be positive, be positive. with like yeah. a weird situation. And I think it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre, but I think what's also really weird is like it feels really scary to have like your whole city like shrouded in orange and smoke. Yeah. And, but the worst that I've seen, it's like if you're exposed to it for 24 hours, it's like you smoke six cigarettes, which like is bad. But yeah, no, I know. You but mean. it's like, six it, cigarettes. It, so it's like it's it's. You're, we're like a little fearful of the smog but it, what is there to be fearful of like tangibly no it's just uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and it's weird and, it, and it's it's freaky looking today looks a lot better but yesterday morning looked better too I yeah. walked to work completely fine yeah it didn't get like orange it didn't get sepia tone till the afternoon till like two three o'clock so we'll see what happens today but it's happening all over like the Northeast, and I've heard that there's now air warnings in Virginia and Ohio, like it's spreading. It's so crazy, and this is just something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. Yeah, it's weird to be part of like a phenomenal moment. And I think this happens like much more commonly on the West Coast because California experiences wildfires a lot, so like the surrounding states have experienced this sort of, you know, over spillover smog but this is not really you know we're more of like a hurricane coast than a wildfire coast yeah we have our own issues and also I just think seeing like these iconic buildings and bridges like shrouded in smoke it's like these are really crazy images to see that we've never seen before but in California they see them once a year and so it's not as jarring so it's just like it's about us well it's actually not it's our turn it's not even about us because the whole thing is like it's happening in Canada but just wishing Canadians well like no like there's so I feel crazy. like there's two things happening like there's the Canada wildfires wishing them well. yes and then there's everyone who's like getting secondhand smoke who's yeah never experienced such a thing and like we're allowed to have our moment too for sure the two are extrinsically linked yeah but I feel I agree like this is I know it's connected to Canada but we're all just like walking around being like what's going on yeah, no, we're making it about us. But I think we have every right to because of how Look it's the impacted window. the city. Look out, And you know what? Again, not to, even though I did hear tomorrow it's supposed to like this weekend actually rain a ton, which might clear it, clear it out. And that's just, again, to make everything about me. God works mysterious ways because we actually were supposed to be away this week and we were going to take a family trip and then your bed rest came and we had to cancel, which was totally fine. But like we were going to, you know, be sad about our trip. But if we were out on our trip in this region, we were going to take a road trip, um, smoke, rain, it's for the best that we weren't there. Yeah. Is it bad in the suburbs? Like, is it just, I've looked at the map. It looks pretty bad, like everywhere, but I'm only seeing pictures of New York City. Is that just because I'm here or because, you know, no one's taking a picture of their backyard? Right. I am also only seeing things about New York City, but I have to imagine like an hour or two outside the suburbs are still experiencing something. Yeah. So just crazy times. That's like your kind of air pollution update. Yeah. Air pollution update. Try and stay indoors if you can. Oh, yeah. I canceled everything. I did not go to that concert last night, mostly because Margot like couldn't find tickets. And then at the last minute, they were so expensive and I didn't even really want to go. So she found she went with jazz. Like it was fine. And like going Um, there would have been like one cigarette. 
Right, right. When I could just like vape at home, you know? <laughs> uh, it's such a weird comparison. The cigarettes. Like measuring and- it by cigarettes. Also, it's like, where are we getting this information? Because last night I was talking to Zach about it and he was like, I, he was like, do you know if you spend 15 minutes exposed to this, it's like smoking half a pack of cigarettes. I'm like, I read that 24 hours is six cigarettes. So like, Zach's statistic seems wrong. Yeah. No, and I found my tweet, but tweeted by who? Yeah, no, like, who? well, that's just, that's a thing in life. Like, I read this tweet. Who is the tweeter? Right. And how can we measure? Just how can we measure? But I do appreciate them trying to, like. Measure your life in love. I do appreciate someone trying to show us using, like, science fair tools what the air quality means. It's giving a cardboard tripod, like, science fair project. Yeah, but that's how we understand science. So true. Hypothesis. Conclusion. Conclusion. So I think it's six cigarettes, 24 hours, but I read that from someone who I don't know. Who's probably uneducated. And someone who I wouldn't go to bat for. I don't know their name. Right. Right. You don't even know their name. Yeah. And I don't even know But it sounded good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So... Today's episode is obviously going to be all about the fog, but it's also really all going to be about Vanderpump. Last night was the um, finale, part three of the reunion. We got like the five minute spoiler. We're going to get into it. It's our first story. And tomorrow's episode, which has already been recorded because Jax Taylor was leaving town in a, in a rush. And I was like, just get to the studio. And he showed up. Brittany did not come. They had to cut their, cut their trip short. So Brittany went to go work. And Jax was like, I have an hour if you have an hour. And he really made time for me. And I'm so grateful. And he was amazing. And you know what? I love Brittany. And I would interview her separately too. But I think Jax and Brittany together, um, I wouldn't have been able to get a, a word in. So I'm actually glad it was like a one-on-one combo with Jax. And I just call, love Jax. Are you going to call it Jax and Claude? Well, I was literally being like, it's Jackson Claude, but not the one you're used to. Yeah, that's confusing, considering when you first started saying Jackson Claude, people thought you were talking about Jax Taylor. I titled it um, Jax Taylor Mentions It All because he just fucking went there. He actually, there was like some big revelations. Um, I, of course, just wanted to like get an update on him and Brittany. So many questions about him coming back to Vanderpump. It's clear he's very much like back in the Bravo fold. He hosted an event, you know, for the finale last night for Bravo. Um But there was a lot of really interesting tidbits he shared from Schwartz. He actually just had Schwartz on his podcast and a lot of the um, business goings-ons when it comes to Schwartz and Sandys. And we just talked about Vanderpump like from start to finish, OG seasons, update on his marriage. He's so happy and he's like such a good dad. And I honestly, at the end when he was talking about, I said, I'm like, I never would have expected, you know, we know you from TV. You're the most involved, like devout dad. And I can just tell you like love being a dad. And he was talking so much about fatherhood at the end. Like, I, I think he got a little choked up. It was really sweet. I've always been like a Jack Stan, honestly. He's always genuinely been so nice to me in person. Like, and I've, I feel like I met him for the first time like eight years ago, maybe seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's, and I know he's like crazy on TV, but I feel like we got to see a nice side of Jack's on the podcast. And I'm excited for people to, to hear it and watch it. We filmed it too. Yeah, I feel like Jax is one of those people who, when he's on TV, like, he is playing a part. It's not completely divorced from, like, who he is as a person. Like, there are parts of him. It's not two separate people. But, like, when you meet him in person, you realize that he's, like, a real person, that he also knows what he's doing in terms of entertainment value. Like, it's not like you're sitting down with the guy in the chunky sweater all the time. No, no. And that's what he said. And I think that's what, like, a lot of his – resentment towards Sandoval is it's like Sandoval's been in this eight-year relationship and they've had problems and Sandoval has made sure that those problems do not make air and it's like Jax is sitting here he had to deal with you know his infidelity on his fiance like Jax and all the Kristen everyone like really bled out for the show and was so honest and he said you know of course there's so many benefits you know we were able to buy a house and like we got famous but it's not without putting in some work and so for all this to be blowing up in Sandoval's face I think it's like really gratifying for a lot of the people who who have been there and and Got to watch him become the owner of Tom Tom and do all these things without doing that. Yeah, but also I think Sandoval now, in hindsight, is extremely regretful. And you saw he tried to change course this season mm-hmm. by airing their issues. Because if he had a well-documented all of the issues over the years, their breakup eight years later wouldn't have been so destabilizing for the fans. But because they put on this perfect relationship that we never had to worry about and then the crime was so egregious, he made it even worse for himself. 100%. And then this season, he's like, well, Ariana doesn't like me sometimes. And it's like, bro, you're like trying to like climb up a mountain of like uh, chipping away at your relationship and that's just not going to cut it. 
Yeah, like he was trying to retroactively like plant seeds. Yeah. And it wasn't working. We're not buying it. Yeah, so just be authentic next time. So I'm very excited for tomorrow's episode to come out. Like there's Me there's too. some stuff. There's some stuff about Tom Sandoval like being on tour in Kentucky and what that meant like for Britney. It was really interesting. I don't want to spoil it. It's like hard for me to sit here and not just tell you guys everything he said, but it comes out tomorrow. Sorry. Okay, cool. Drop it early in the AM. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's all already edited and stuff. I love doing – this is what, like, other podcasters do. Like, they get to record on a Tuesday and upload it on a Friday, so they get time to, like, edit. With us, like, it's, you know, once we finish recording, it's a race to get it up so people yeah. can get it as we soon as possible. We don't have time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. So I'm experiencing, like, real podcasting, like, as other people do it. And so recording on a Wednesday for a Friday release, oh, my God, I'm so relaxed. Yeah. That's just not in our, the cards for us. No, no, that's because we're so authentic, and that's kind of our cross to bear. We're so authentic. We're so timely. Also, imagine talking about the air pollution on a Tuesday and dropping it on Friday. Right. Air quality changes. Our authenticity is our Achilles heel. You know what the air quality reminds me of? That episode of The Crown with the London Fog. Yes. Just feeling like I'm in the London Fog. Well, the fog is reminding me of Chile. And last night I was like, this is such a chilly night. Like there's this kind of apocalyptic vibe. Everyone's staying indoors. It's giving like snowstorm, right? Yeah, yeah. Ben was so anti-chili. It was like actually really jarring. It was probably the first time in our relationship. He was like, I'll make a chili like for you. I hate when he does that. Like actually the other day, Ben did the rudest fucking thing. He made a chili for you. No, no. Worse. So we're out to lunch. We're out to lunch. And Ben, I know, like, in the last two weeks, he's been, like, grinding on his, you know, keto season. He's been, like, really healthy. And I never want to be a bad influence. So we sit down at lunch. And we both are getting salads. And when you're getting a salad, like, you also need, like, so, like a side of fries or, like, something, no? Yeah, a starter. Maybe even, like, like a tuna tartare if you're really healthy. No, so, like, I wanted, like, a margarita pizza for, like, an appetizer. Like, one of those, you know, little ones. And then we both have salads. Like, I thought that was, like, a good balance. And he's like, no, I don't want pizza. I'm like, oh, he's like, but get it. And I was like, no, because it's so big. And then I'll just literally eat the whole thing. There's no need for me to eat a whole pizza when I have a, a full entree coming. He's like, okay, actually, you know what? Get the pizza. Like, I'll do pizza. I was like, oh, amazing. The pizza arrives and he like had pulled one over on me. He's like, no, I'm not eating the pizza. I just wanted you to have it. So I literally ate the whole pizza. And it was so, it was actually, I was, it was upsetting. I don't know, Turdy. I don't know if I am on Turdy. You agree? I think it's like really sweet that he pretended that he wanted it so that you would order it because he knew that you wanted it but that you wouldn't have ordered it without him. No, but like I didn't like the person I was when I had the pizza to myself and that's what I didn't want to happen but he made sure that it did. I think he was just trying to make you happy. Not in the way that I wanted it to. Damn, this is like some serious mental gymnastics. I know. Like, I couldn't tell if he was being really sweet or just trying to, like, set me up to eat a whole pizza. Like, that, okay, well, that's wrong. If you really think that was his intention. No, of course not. He just, like, Ben's, for me, Ben knows, like, food equals love. And, like, food equals I'm being taken and, care of. And food equals, like, my wife is happy and being nice yeah. to me. Oh, If and my wife only want... eats a salad, she's not going to be nice to me. No, but, like, we went to this one place. You know I don't like salads. But there's about three salads in the city that I actually love. And we, we literally trekked uptown 20, block, 20 blocks to go to this place because I wanted to be healthy. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be healthy, I can only go to two or three spots that I can stomach the lettuce at. And so by the time my, my salad came, I like wasn't even into it because I ate a whole ass pizza. Like it was so backwards. I'm sorry that this happened to you. And I'm not saying the name of the place because it's always so busy and I can never get a table so sorry I'm keeping this one to myself what if you said the name and then all of a sudden like you're a celebrity there and they're like sending you merch and giving you reservations sometimes that happens it's so true but I'm not risking it (laughs) okay I have it good now like it's good it's a neighborhood spot like I'm good okay well I don't think Ben did something wrong also sometimes it's like if I'm not eating for you know unhealthy like I'm really trying to be good like I still want other people to like you get kind of like joy from other people eating good do you know what I mean no if I'm miserable we're all in this together oh no I I kind of like can eat vicariously through you no I can't just sit like if there's a pizza on the table there's no way I'm not having a bite that's why it's like ordering it is such a big deal because if it's here I'm eating it if it's not here I will move on got it and like you know I'm trying to get my summer bod in check and Ben was just basically setting me up is what I'm trying to say. So then he didn't make a chili. 
Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. He was like, "I'll make you a chili," but like, I don't want it. So we didn't make we didn't have chili. It just felt like such a waste of a of a smoky afternoon. <laughs> you should have made the chili and then brought me the other half. Hundred percent. Harry loves chili. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell that to Ben. Yeah. Harry loves chili. And how is Harry faring? I'm assuming, you know, all of his activities have been canceled. Yeah, his outdoor activities have been canceled. He's staying home mostly. Um, so that's like, you know, annoying to be all cooped up. But yeah, this air quality, man. No, I would never subject Harry to this, you know, apocalyptic vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Plus for me with the like, I'm already short of, what is it with pregnancy? Like you are... Short of breath? Yeah, like it's harder to breathe already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have to go out yesterday, and it was okay. It was just yeah, crazy. Yeah, you went out like a little early, kind of. No, I was in the after- I was like dead afternoon. Oh, it's, it's so crazy, you guys. Like, I can't. Yeah, so crazy. So speaking of crazy, I think we should dive in, because our first story is the Vanderpump reunion that really, like, I waited around all day. I was so excited. It was like... I got showered like I did everything before me and Ben had dinner in bed it was like it was really just a very exciting night oh we were excited too obviously my husband is number one scan of all obsessor but he was like falling asleep like he kind of like I was like you're gonna miss it he's like I'm kind of over it I was like I know he's not used to this this like long drawn out night yeah, he's not used to, like, Bravo's, like, signature drawing out of shit. They took too much from him. He couldn't give anything more. Ben and was, like, disinterested until James came on. And, like, literally every time he came on, Ben would be like, ha! Like, scream, laugh, and, like, scare the shit out of me. He loves James. That's so funny. Zach also didn't know about the last five minutes thing. And I was like, apparently oh. something happens at the last five minutes. So that, like, he held on to that. Kept him. And when they yeah. were, like, taking the group picture at the end, he's like, "What's go- what happened? I was like, the group picture was so weird. So weird. I was like, just keep waiting. And then the last five minutes happened. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. The fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Modern Fertility. For a lot of us, the start of the new year feels like the right time to schedule doctor's appointments, check in with where you're at health-wise, but what about your reproductive health? We've always been big fans of planning ahead, so like scheduling trips, plotting out our next career moves, but we never thought much, or at least I didn't, about planning for kids. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within six days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve, which is basically if you, if you have like more or fewer eggs than the average woman your age. And you'll also get other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones, and it costs only $179. Plus, if you go to modernfertility.com toast, you'll get an additional $20 off your test. You uh, can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA or your HSA. So if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help make the decision that's right for you. You know, having data is never a bad decision. Like having insights into what's going on, you'll never regret. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com toast. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com toast. That's modernfertility.com T-O-A-S-T. Today's episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. Father's Day is creeping up on us faster than a creepy uncle at a family reunion. And if you haven't gotten a gift for your dear old dad yet, you're in luck. Manscaped has got your back and your dad's balls. Trust us, your dad will be thanking you for keeping his balls in check. And hey, it's not just a gift for him. You and your mom will appreciate the results too, if you know what we mean. So don't wait any longer. Use code TOAST at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Your dad will thank you for the most memorable Father's Day gift ever. So Manscaped is the only men's brand that's dedicated to below-the-waist grooming, and they just launched their lawnmower... 4.0. So imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you on the box. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. 
they have tons of other products too, like the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is another great trimmer. They have great like skincare. They have crop preserver ball deodorant. They have cologne. They have ball wipes, ball toner. For all the girlies listening, you'll appreciate this part. Manscaped products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, dye-free, and vegan. You can get 20% off and free shipping with code toast at manscaped.com. So get your dad a gift they will know, you know that they will use. Or your husband too, by the way. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Use code toast. Don't forget that you came from, from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. Again, that is code toast. Thank you, Turdy. You're welcome. Our first story, Vanderpump Rules recap. The Vanderpump Rules bombshell revealed in the explosive final reunion episode. So we sat down with Raquel. We went through the story, the affair, the this, the that, only to then find out that a lot of Everything what they, they told said was us a lie. was a lie. Raquel did her final interview. And what's so interesting is when that fi- when the finale aired and Raquel had done like an interview they only put one clip from what she said yes. and we said like where is the rest of that interview like what else is sh- this girl saying yeah she had no like sidebar commentary she that whole episode she literally just had like one and it's like but you got yeah. her to sit down like where is this stuff here it was where she unraveled everything that Sandoval had told her to say pretty much you know debunking this whole thing that it was a one night stand and then an affair a few months later it was more linear it was linear unlike you know, not only that it was linear but like it was linear and I guess the thing that they really wanted to keep from coming out was that not only did they have sex in in Tom and Ariana's house but it was the weekend that Ariana was away burying her fucking grandfather which like takes it to Grandma. another even more sorry grandmother even more depraved level. And that was like the thing that Tom just really wanted to keep from getting out. Um, it was such a bizarre roller coaster of emotions. And she seemed um, truly manic. And and the fact that we know for the last couple of weeks she's been in a mental health facility is not surprising given what she's been going through. And then also that last shred of footage from her. Like, that's clearly a person going through something. And it was actually a little scary. And it definitely made me sympathetic towards her. Um, I think... I don't think she meant it to, but I do think that last set of interview was, A, like the first time we we saw her feel any remorse. Like at the reunion, she was so robotic. And Tom was really emotional, but nothing he says, nobody's buying his tears. No, and first of all, now we know he was lying through his teeth, so how are you so emotional? And two, like he's just acting. Like he's just doing and saying like whatever he thinks will help him get to the other side of this. So at least when she, like, wasn't emotional, it's like, well, at least she's not pretending to be something that she's not. Like, I'd rather hear from her and just, like, she's very matter-of-fact than him and his lies and, like, his dramatic overtures. It's so crazy that they went to these lengths to hide that they had sex in the house on the grandma's funeral. Like, after the whole – hearing the entire story and just the whole relationship, like, nothing even shocks me about these two. And the only thing that actually shocks me now is that they were still lying. Like, I had chosen to believe, like, what – what they said at the reunion, I was taking at face value because, like, the lie was out. So No, and, like, the reunion is the place to, like, bear it all. And there was, you and know, nothing left unsaid. everything. And, like, there's all these rumors coming out. So, like, now is the time to, like, set the record straight. And the least that you could give us and that you could give Ariana is the truth. So I really mm-hmm. just gave them the benefit of the doubt that, like, when he said something, that it was more or less the truth. Because literally, what's the point of lying? Like, you're already fucked. No, and now Raquel's, like, five-minute thing at the end really undid everything Sandoval said about everything, not just the timeline, but the fact that there wasn't a girl in Chicago, and then what about the girl after the bar? Like, right. everything now is, there's, like, a seed of doubt, and he's, because he's a liar and a narcissist. that he tried to break up with Ariana, like, I kind of believed yep. that just because that's what a person should have been wanting to do, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, he tried, but it just, like, it never... It's hard to break up with someone that you actually care for. I just believed him, like, because that's what yep. I do, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he's a liar, liar, pants on fire. Now I can't – it undoes everything that he said at the reunion. He's even further back than when he started. And for Raquel, I do think that this has made people a little more sympathetic towards her. One, because we just, like, appreciate her telling the truth. Yeah. But two, like, she clearly had been very coached and – she looks like a victim. She does look like a victim. A victim of like a mass manipulator, mm-hmm. like borderline abuser. Um, and I think 
that last five minutes left the door slightly ajar for Raquel to be a part of the, the future of this show and slammed the door in Sandoval's face because if no one will film with you, then you're not, you can't be a part of the show. And I feel like at that point, the last person who would have filmed with Sandoval is Schwartz. But I know Schwartz was just on um, Jax's podcast and Schwartz is like definitely changing his tune. Like finally, after years and years of being thrown under the bus because of his friendship with Sandoval and everything in his life going to shit because of his relationship with Sandoval, I do think he's starting to like maybe see the light now. Well, I think for Schwartz, this is pivotal because one, Schwartz was the one who said the affair wasn't linear and... Schwartz has a little more credibility than Sandoval. So when he says, yes, there was an affair and I knew about it, but it was only, I only found out at this time and it happened in this way, we all kind of believe Schwartz. He made Schwartz look like such a, an asshole. Also, mm-hmm. the fact that they were hooking up in Mexico when he was encouraging Schwartz to hook up with Raquel, yep. like that would just make me question my friendship in general. But also like Schwartz put himself out there as like a spokesperson for Sandoval and he wasn't even working with true information. That's not a, like, that's goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what has to happen in the Schwartz and Sandoval relationship for Sa- for Schwartz to like be mad at I his think friend. This, I think this, this yeah. is a betrayal of Schwartz. Whereas him making mistakes in his personal life, like true friendship, I guess, you know, if, if he's closest with Sandoval, you stand by, some people stand by their friends. So yeah, I, I, it's not what I would do if I were Schwartz, but I understand like he's gonna support his friend in his hard time. But he betrayed Schwartz with these lies. Even on Watch Happens Live last night, Lala wasn't like going so hard after Raquel when they were talking about that like last five minutes. She was like, "I was confused. I felt bad for her. I think like this definitely." And I don't think she, she's not a master manipulator of her own PR, Raquel. She's been handling this whole thing incredibly poorly. So I, I think it was completely authentic. And in turn, her authenticity, like, actually helped her. Yeah. And also, like, in exposing Sandoval further. Like, okay, so we can bury him deeper in the ground, but we'll, you know. We'll allow it. There's an equal uh, elevation for Raquel. But, and and honestly, I think if you really want an example of how clearly um, delusional and, and nuts Sandoval made Raquel, then you can look to the conversation, the, the statement Raquel made to the producer when she said at one point, you know, I thought about asking them if we could be in a throuple. And she said it completely seriously. Yeah. Like, I think Sandoval was really leading, like, manipulating her to believe that, like, he loved her, he was ending things with Ariana, that, like, what they were doing was on some way had a path to being kosher. Like, even if it meant yeah. being in a throuple. Like, She's also very naive and she was acting selfishly and stupidly. He targeted her. She's like a perfect person for him. She's very young. She's very vulnerable. She's very easily manipulated. And she was clearly having some sort of like crisis of self. self. Crisis. Yes, exactly. And he like pounced on her at the perfect time. Like that's what a true, and that's what Lala was saying. Everyone thought she was being dramatic when she was comparing him to Randall and saying he's a dangerous person. But like, no, look at, literally look at Raquel, like shaking, being manic, literally spewing nonsense in that last five minutes. Like that's what a crazy person did to her. Yeah. And I'm not like removing all accountability from Raquel. There are so many red flags. And I I hate when everyone like diagnoses her and Mm -hmm. it's like throwing out all these like labels for her and Sandoval, like, you know, uh me- like whatever we yeah. don't know we don't know like she needs to get help and I do think that if she were to get the right kind of help she shouldn't be on the show anymore because like look what this show did to her like look how this show and the fame and getting caught up in it allowed her to act in her life like if she really wants to prioritize yeah. like leading a good life balanced this is not the the venue for her so I don't need her to go get mental help health so that she can start filming again yeah you know like if she really cares about the quality of her life she should not be on the show she started out at what seemed to be like just a sweet quiet shy pageant girl and it just like led her down this path of sin yeah and you don't need to go back to that yeah and I think and I know she's really close with her family and, and I believe her family like hates the show does not want her to be on it is doing everything they can to, like, keep her away from it. So I do think there actually is a path for her on the show now, like, seeing everything fully and completely, but I don't think it would be the right thing for her. Yeah, not in a me- not in a real way. But also, we didn't get any clarity on um, 
Lala, not Lala, uh, Tom and Raquel's like relationship status. They said they were in love. So I think they were together when that filmed. Yeah. I don't but know then about when today. She obviously had a crisis. Of course she like, thing. she said all the truths. Like I'm sure he was mad at her. And then she bounced to she's been away for a while. You know, the reunion, this third part obviously was the best part. I still was getting annoyed, especially, and James had said something. He was like, why are we keeping talking about, like, okay, yeah, and there's a conversation to be had about, like, James and Lala fucking, and, you know, does, is that hypocritical and all that. That's part one and part two fodder. By the time, and it was the end of the day for them, and James like, why are we still talking about this? Tom, Raquel is finally here. Like, can we talk about Raquel? Yeah, I... I don't know. I feel like they wound up taking more time complaining about the fact that they were asked about these things where like Mm -hmm. in the whole cycle of the group, like in the ecosystem, like Lala hates Raquel because of like uh, Scandaval and James. But Lala, I mean, Raquel hates Lala like she did sleep with her boyfriend. Like it's it's not completely irrelevant. And instead of complaining. No, it's not. But it should have been addressed earlier. Sure. But like instead of just like complaining, just answer the question and move on. Like I feel like with any question that was asked about something I'd had to not do with Scandaval. It wasn't a conversation. It was a question and an answer. Yeah. So just answer it and let's move on and we'll get back to the task at hand. Don't like, you don't all, all of you get a pass for poor behavior because Scandaball happened. True. You know what I mean? And I feel like true, true. there was probably a lot of that this season. Like I think that there was a whole season of storylines that went nowhere because they, yeah. they started to prioritize this. Um, so may, maybe someone had a bad season and we didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And they got a pass. Like, I think you can answer for, like, you did sleep together when you guys were together. It's not totally irrelevant to this storyline. Just explain yourself. And also because a lot of the fans say that. Like, people will say, Lala can't say anything. She slept with James. So, Lala, what do you say to that? Another major bombshell that I think everyone is talking about is Tom's, like, incredibly disgusting and rude comment about Ariana. When Tom, Andy basically asked, you know, have you slept with anyone Besides Raquel. And Ariana was like, yeah, uh, he slept with me. And he goes, I mean, you didn't even take your t-shirt off. It was really hot. I literally could vomit. So, but, and I feel like that's like where his mask slipped. It was a long day. He had his whole act on crying, yada, yada, victim, victim. And for a second, he just got like pissed and the real him came out and he put the mask back on to like come right afterwards. But for a second, we like really saw the the disgusting person he is who he tries to hide from us I thought not that the mask slipped but again he was trying to sow the seed of like this bad relationship and Mm -hmm. in some because he's like a fucked up person he thought that he would get sympathy by saying like he thought that like people would be like oh I guess it wasn't that hot because she had her t-shirt on like because he doesn't know what's right and what's wrong Something about her, um, they must have seen the screener because they had a, a t-shirt up for sale before the episode was even over. It's like a cool cartoon of Ariana and it says, fuck me in this t-shirt. Yeah. Well, no, not that they saw the episode, but I think everyone knew that comment would be like oh, central. Right right right. <laughs> right, right, right. They experienced it. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So um, everyone's really like Smart. making merch with everything mm-hmm. going on. Um, actually... Big conversation that um, Jax and I had about how, like, you know, this whole thing obviously is terrible, but it's been so good for business for everyone in podcasts, in yeah. reality, like in in all sectors. Yeah, and I think in so many organic ways, like, of course, podcasts, it's good for the show, the ratings. Like, you know, before this, like, where was the show even going? Like, that's really good. But then it also feels like there are these huge cash grabs that are a little mm-hmm. more far fetched. Um, and as I mean, said, Ariana's like, on the cover of Glamour magazine. Did you see that? Yeah, that was. I just pulled that up to talk about that. That she's on the cover of Glamour magazine, and she talked about how she um, will continue to capitalize on the scandal because she never wants Good. to worry about money. This is Ariana's thing to like. She should capitalize and laugh all the way to the bank. And by the way, that was an interesting conversation that that uh, Schwartz brought up, and I didn't think he was bringing it up in a malicious way, but I think the question came off rude and he was like you know obviously this is terrible but like the world is behind you and like brands and everything like does it help and it came off rude because he doesn't know how to fucking talk but it was a good question and I think she was offended by it and she said it's literally been the only thing like that's been getting me through this betrayal but I, I was actually pretty pleased that he brought it up yeah and we talked about that when she was on watch what happens live because Andy said like you're talking about going on watch uh dancing with the stars like your whole life has changed she's in all these commercials for these huge brands mm-hmm. um I do think it is a silver lining at the time I had said like I don't know would you rather have like this st- security of like having a boyfriend and a best friend and like a, a whole 
village life versus like okay you have all these endorsements but you don't have that anymore but the thing is she never had that to begin with like those people yeah were not real people so I'd rather know the truth and have the money you know what's so interesting is you know we see the commercial every time Vanderpump is on the Bic razors she did one yesterday with Duracell because he was like when was the last time you bought batteries and so she did and she's been doing all these commercials like really big brands and whatever and she films them all in her house which I find so interesting like not one of them has been at like a studio or anything oh well I think one they're like home brands yeah and two her house is iconic from the show like we know her house yeah I don't think that's weird I do. Also because if they own the house together, when you like use your house as a set, like you get paid by like the location manager because they would be paying for like any – so like does Tom make Are you positive it's her house or just yes. a set house? Oh, maybe it's a set house? Yeah, that it, has it, like it the vibe of her va- – you know. It literally looked like her house. Well, I, I think then maybe they did a good job getting you to think she's in her home. Maybe. Where she uses maybe her she big razors. That's a good call. That's a good call. I, there's no, no red flags go up for me. I'm just curious about it. Uh, what else? I mean, there is another episode next week, and they, they're, like, really hyping it up. I'm Like, secrets revealed. Well, I think next episode is all the footage from the season that we would have seen if not for Scandaball. So just, like, people yeah. being, you know. Reality most, stars. Reality. Right. I, it probably will actually be one of the good versions of Secrets Revealed just because it's, like, things they didn't have enough time there's not enough time in the day for all the footage they have so it'll probably just be like good drama um I don't know that I'll watch it but yeah yeah so I mean this is technically like the end of the season but they do pick up filming like pretty soon and if Bravo's smart they'll get cameras rolling as soon as possible um and I don't think this is the end of like you know things that'll come out and people talking about it because it's really it's a fluid situation it's like still going on we don't even know if they're together even though Lala said on Watch Happens Live like she doesn't believe them to be together and she believes Tom has already moved on yeah who would go out with him that's an amazing question one girl was accused of being his girlfriend and she literally deleted her Instagram like that's how ashamed she was of even being associated with him yeah I'm starting to feel like they're not together. She, if she really is, is serious about her mental health and like just getting to a place of like feeling like a good person again, like after, if she really feels the way that she said that she did, she can't be with Tom. No, and I really couldn't fathom them them not being together before I saw those last five minutes because she, she did betray him technically. Yes. Like they had an agreement and you don't do that to someone you're like aligned with. Yeah, yeah, that's a big betrayal in a relationship, even if we're grateful for it. Right. So I don't think they're together. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a wrap on Scandaval, really. I'm so sad. Until next time. Yeah, until next time. But I do think now people are going to do more podcasts. Like, the emba- the embargoes have stopped. Mm-hmm. So there'll probably be, like, more things trickling out. But, again, it's impossible to weed through as just yeah. a fan, like the, all the rumors versus like there's so many rumors and there are things that cast members actually said that sound like rumors. And I don't know what's what. I can't listen to every podcast and I can't like yeah. follow every Bravo account or even one of them. So yeah. Yep. 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 So I'm out. <laughs> Scandaval out. Deuces. Okay. Ready for our next story? I guess. Even though there's nothing else worth talking about. No, there really, really isn't. But what is it? Adam Devine was on a podcast saying him and his wife witnessed a man get gunned down outside his $2.6 million house. I fucking love Adam Devine and his wife. Like, so random. They're like a celebrity couple I always check in on. They're like so stable and so cute and both so good looking. Well, like, they've been through something recently because he revealed the chilling moment he and his wife, Chloe Bridges, saw a man gunned down outside their Hollywood mansion, appearing at a live taping of the This Is Important podcast. The Pitch Perfect star recalled seeing a man shot to death from across the road. He said, this is a true scary thing that just happened. So across the street, they were running this like crazy poker game. People were rolling up in Lamborghinis and Bentleys and Rolls Royces and shit and like old guys who for sure fuck prostitutes and play cards. And I see these dudes and it's like fun to sit and watch. So me and my, my, my wife were sitting up on our balcony and like this looks crazy. He said... To the audience, this is where it gets sad. He recalled um, when a man was suffered multiple gunshot wounds at 2 a.m. He said someone was murdered there. Jesus. Uh, yeah. The podcast hosts were taken aback with his recollection, calling the situation sad. 
before adding, you know, a real person no longer with us. But this was like a story that was in the news of like someone who was shot in Hollywood. That's so crazy. And they witnessed it. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad ever. Well, not the guy, but I'm glad, you know, Adam and his wife were were unharmed. Um, that's so scary. That's like when when you become like so invested in your snooping and then you see something you don't want to say. Yeah. His wife is so pretty. You know, she's Donna LaDonna from the Carrie Diaries, like most iconic bully in high school history. No, I know you're obsessed with her. I never watch Carrie Diaries. What? It was like a you and snitch thing. You guys kind of like wouldn't let me watch with you. That's Austin Butler's like claim to fame. No, I know. You have to watch it, by the way. There's only one season and it's so good and you're on bed rest. Add it to your list. I'm, my list is getting long. I, I'm also going to watch Love and Death. Zach and I watched the trailer. We thought it looked really good and then we went to sleep. You will absolutely hate Carrie, but it tracks because Carrie's the worst. Yeah, Carrie's still Carrie. Right, right. Technically. You'll hate her. No, but, but I love so Anna good. Sophia Robb, so I think I might like her. I'm so glad you just brought that up. Where's Anna Sophia Robb? I think she's doing, living her best life, as the kids say. You know, when I was a student at the University of New York, New York University, she was one of my classmates. I did know that. Actually, she wasn't like a classmate because we didn't have any classes together, but I would always see her in like the lecture buildings. She was a student while you were a student. Yeah. and I, I guess think, that makes her a classmate, actually. Does it? Yeah. She was a co-ed. She was a co-ed. Yeah, I don't think you actually have to have class. Because we classmate. didn't. She, I think she was studying something like really random and niche. Cole and Dylan Sprouse were also my classmates, but they were also studying like – he was Cole was studying um, archaeology. I remember everybody knew like everything about them. And Dylan was, who? What was he studying? Like video games or something like really weird and like electric. Damn. Maybe photography. Actually, I don't know. For um, sure, I photography. For I Cole. had a lot of celebrity. Cole. No, Cole was archaeology. Like I remember there was a girl in one of my recitations who was like in a class, and they did like a dig together. And what did they find? Not much. Co- I'm searching Cole Sprouse College major. Geographic information systems in archaeology. Like I said. Now, Google Dylan. Okay. It was, and then that I'll was like Google one of the perks of going video to Video game design. Oh, my God. I <laughs> You're am a loser. a freak. <laughs> I am a loser. Anna oh Sophia Raw. Let me think. Let me think. Hold on. Let me see if I can remember. I feel like it was like English or like literature or something. It's not coming up like it did for the Sprouse brothers. What about the Strice brothers? The Strice brothers have majored in cuteness and minored and, and minored in scratchies. <laughs> oh, yeah, and no, Sophia Robb is married. She got married in the Catskills last yes, year. Yes, I did know that, and she wore like a beautiful like scarf around her neck. It was so different. She's so like old English, you know. I yeah. feel like she was genuinely born in the wrong time period. She has like a face of like like a woman from the 50s. Yes and no. No, I think just yes. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay, I'll let I'll You'll let it slide? I'll let it slide. She gives like, you know, like like a 50s vibe. Yeah, no, not wrong. Yeah, no, I would say right. <laughs> right. Correct. True that. I can't believe I was right on two out of two Sprouse Brothers. No. Like, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm actually embarrassed. Like, it would be cool if it wasn't so losery. I knew that I was right about Cole Sprouse, but I really felt like I was just guessing with Dylan. Video <laughs> games, like, I can't. Oh, my God. Like, that's really creepy, honestly. That was one of, like, the very few perks at NYU. Like, yeah, there were rats in your dorms, but there were celebs in your classrooms. Yeah. I believe Carly Kloss was also a student at the grad school while I was there. Oh, no, Emma Watson. And Claudia Ashray was a student there. Yeah, but, like, nobody cared, and that's why I hated it there. So true. Toxic environment for you. I had, like, 500,000 followers on Instagram at the time, and, like, not one person gave a shred of a shit. And I would walk around and be like, do you guys know who I am? (laughs) And they were like, no, actually, we don't. And we don't want to. Quite literally. That hurts. Deeply. Are you ready for our next story? No. No. Is it the next story that's brought to you by BetterHelp, perchance? Yes, tis. 
It is so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. You know, we are wives, we are mothers, we are friends and sisters. So we're always looking out for those in our lives. But it's so important to look out for number one. When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools that you need to find a more balanced life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, why don't you give BetterHelp a try? It's therapy done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, to be flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So it's done entirely online, which means once you get matched with a therapist, you can communicate with them via text message, phone call, video chat, whatever you're most comfortable with. And I think what's great about it, because it's done online, A, it's accessible, it's affordable, but also, you know, a lot of people who have been in therapy know that when you get matched with a therapist for the first time, it's not always a perfect match. So sometimes you have to switch it up. And in person, that can be awkward. You know, the waiting rooms, a lot of like awkward social interactions. BetterHelp gets rid of all that. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash toast, betterhelp.com slash T-O-A-S-T. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting it all quickly shipped to our doorstep is a huge time saver. Jax, you might as well be like the number one user of Thrive Market, not only when you're in Florida, but also while you're here. Tell me about your, your journey as being a Thrive Market member where you save money on every single order. Well, I love Thrive Market. It's groceries online, which is just greater than groceries not online and going through the 100%. store and like looking for the exact product and reading all the ingredients. Like instead, you can like just search by dietary preference what you're looking for and now on bed rest like I'm definitely not going to the grocery store so I just order the groceries for the house Zach gets them puts them away I have such great healthy options and I know that like whatever he wants to prepare is going to be really good for us I actually did a haul it's live now on my Instagram if you want to go watch it uh, a haul of products that we got from Thrive Market you're gonna be really influenced not only does Thrive Market save us money, but they also save us time. The filters on their website are fabulous. They have over 70. So whether you're looking for certified gluten-free snacks, non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can basically curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join and they give. So join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash the toast for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash the toast. Thrivemarket.com slash the toast. Great. Great. Great market. Great, great. Our next story, Megan Maroney is talking about the Morgan Wallen dating rumors. She says, quote, I won't hint at who my songs are about again. So Megan Maroney is booked and busy. She won her first CMT award in April, released her debut album Lucky in May, and is on the road with Brooks and Dunn before headlining her own tour. But when she first released her now smash hit Tennessee Orange, fans were quick to link her to the country singer Morgan Wallen after the two started commenting on each other's posts. And he then released a song called Tennessee Fan. Which so, is so, like, mirrors mirrors so many of her lyrics. I, like, I'm obsessed with both songs, with both artists, and with this story. And, like, I'm just trying to, like, every time I listen to each of their albums, I'm, like, trying to figure out ways that it's about each other. Um, yeah, but ultimately, I don't actually think it is. Well, in an interview with um, SiriusXM in November, she did confirm that the t-shirt that she was wearing for the promotional art for the song belonged to Morgan Wallen. Okay. So she said, the highway interview, everyone I think saw it as me trying to be sly, but I'm like, I'm actually just having a panic attack. I was honestly shocked that I even said it was his shirt, but I guess since he had already confirmed it with another poster thing that he did, I was like, yeah, sure, yeah. it's his shirt. So she said that's all there is to the story, but now um, she will not be talking about any of what her songs are about or who they're about because she was just like so shook up by it. But like, how do you end up with someone's shirt? Okay, here's what I think, in honestly. A, in a platonic way. So I think that like they Morgan Wallen was like being generous and like helping hype her up and like letting people think that and like leaving comments. I think they're friends. Like maybe they're on the same record label. They have some sort of connection. Maybe they have the same manager or something. Um, and I think he was like more than happy to lend his celebrity to like lift up this new female artist. And, like, yeah, sure. Let people think I'm dating this hot young thing. It's a good rising tides, rise all shides, you know? Um, and I do think maybe it was his shirt, not like in a sexy way. Um, it was his shirt. 
No, I'm saying, but like not in a sexy way. Not like she, you know, they fucked and she needed something to wear. You think like he was like, wear my shirt for the album cover. Like it was like calculated? No, like maybe they were like hanging out and she wanted like, you know, with a big group and they all went swimming and he's like, you know, here, take a shirt and she has it at her house. Like, I don't know. Okay, even if that's what happened, like that's the start of like a little romance. But also based on some of my research, his song Tennessee Fan has been written for a few years um, and is not like a direct response to her song that went viral called Tennessee Orange. Got it. Well, I was listening to her album. There's a song on it called... Let me pull it up because I really think it's about Morgan Wallen and I want you guys to let me know why or why not. It's called um, Why Johnny and it's like about, it's her like basically asking June Carter Cash, like why Johnny Cash, like with all of his issues and stuff. And I feel like she feels that way about Morgan Wallen, that like he's her Johnny Cash and like, and so she's asking June for like guidance, like how can you choose this person when they're like really so troubled? Okay, that could be, but it, Also, like, I could see it, you know, she's a girl who grew up in the South, who grew up listening to country music, probably idolized June and Johnny, Um, and maybe she's, like, you know, fanfic role-playing in her head. Like, I don't know if... Yeah, it could be nothing. I think that's also feasible. It could be nothing, but I do feel like she... It was analogous, June and Johnny, Megan and Morgan, and, like, how did you make it work? Why him? Like, even when he was making it so hard for you, where I imagine Morgan's not an easy person to love. Sure. No, I could definitely see it. But I could also see somebody, you know, watching Walk the Line and then writing that song, you know? It's it's a, it's kind of a, it's not a crazy question, you know? June, why? Yeah. Why Johnny? It just, it hits different when it's, like, someone else who's falling in love with, like, an, uh, a troubled country music star. Yeah, and that, like, really, like, the biggest. He's, like, you know, so popular. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I see it, but I could also not see it, you know? For sure. Well, now she's saying she won't tell us who anything is about anymore. Her new song, Sleep on My Side, she said it's not a nice song, so she certainly won't be saying who that's about. I sleep on my side, and you sleep with everyone. Facts. Facts. I don't know. I just some I, my friends I really to the submit ship. facts. I really should. I I actually don't ship. Why? I love this, you know, speculation for for Megan. Things like this are so good for a young country starlet's career. So I love the the speculation, the conversations being had about it. I think it's all good for business. But as an actual couple, like I just don't ship. Think of the music. No, I'm thinking. Think about a duet. Ship. They could still do a duet even if they're not. They could be George and Tammy. They could. June and Johnny. Trisha and Girth. They could. Girth? Tim and Faith. Tim and Faith. Kelsey and Morgan. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Rip. We need, they could. Like, but I'm just saying, I'm we're not due. Like, obsessed. We're due. If you think about the history of like country music couples, like we're That's due true. for a new... Yeah, because I guess like the 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 most recent is like Tim and Faith, right? Yeah, they're uh, like the youngest. Miranda and Blake would have been, but they're not anymore. Yeah, I know. But neither were June. By the way, June, George and Tammy were literally together for six minutes. Oh, six years, but still. Then she literally married someone for twenty. So, oh, bye. Yeah, but it was not good. You should you watch. No, I, I guess you should watch. We do show. need like more more matriarch patriarch of country music latriarch latrix <laughs> so i'll just keep shipping over here and in the meantime are you ready for our fifth and final story wow that like just really crept up on me yeah apple will stop autocorrecting the swear word to ducking on your iphone so i think that's great i think that is so great and thank you so much for doing that 10 years later i i couldn't have asked for it any sooner it's more than 10 years it's literally no. like when did the iPhone come out? Yeah, I guess I've had an iPhone like since like high school. Yeah, so in all those years, if you want to say fucking, you're going to say ducking until your phone gets used to you. But now finally Apple will let us curse in peace. They announced oh a ton of new stuff at their Apple Expo that they do every year. Yeah. And usually it's just like a new pair of AirPods and like a bigger or smaller iPad. But there was a lot that they announced. I know you guys talked about the FaceTime voicemail, which for me is the future. 
I'm obsessed. Obsessed. We've needed it for so long. Like it's uh, it's annoying that like we had to wait for it, but but I'm happy that it's here. No, and I'm legitimately like frightened of the person I'm gonna become when that feature comes out. Like I will abuse the absolute shit of it, especially like if I've had a cocktail. Oh my god, same. But it's gonna be so good for you because you always FaceTime me, and when I don't pick up, you forget what you were gonna say. So you <gasps> so could just true. like you could just drop a word, and then and yeah. then I'll call you back, and I'll be like, you said this. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, here's a piece of tea I found out. Right. So I'm excited about that. They also dropped their VR headset. And we were yeah. just talking about, like, how do you get into the metaverse? How do you participate? And I feel like Apple dropping the headgear is going to bring... a direct response. Is going to bring a lot of more people into the metaverse, unfortunately. I mean, people are really shook by the price. It's $3,500, which I don't know VR, so I don't know if that's, like, a market fair price. Well... I don't know what other goggles cost, but like think about what a phone costs. And now you're like, and also if you're in the metaverse, like isn't the goggles then like your apartment too? Yeah, so it's rent. Your toilet, like. And your car. Yeah, it's kind of a bargain for a whole new world. I I always find these like Apple summits really interesting, but I just know that once that summit comes out, because they always announce like a new iPhone and stuff, all of my Apple products will start to become defunct. So like the second they got off that stage, like all my apps started not working. All my products that are not like the most up-to-date versions have started to like spark and just completely shut down. So that's kind of annoying. That is annoying. But did they announce new iPhone stuff or like maybe the iPhone is safe for now? I don't know because I was thinking about I need a new phone. It's just like started. Me too. You know, the second the second you don't have the most recent version, they start to like crap out on you so that you get it. It's like they press a button at Apple HQ. Oh, we have a new iPhone available. Break all the former versions. And it's like they literally give you no choice. So I was thinking, I'm like, there must be a new iPhone because that whole Apple thing happened. So I'm not going to get a new phone until that one actually comes out. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than like getting September. a new phone. Right. There's nothing worse than getting a new phone and then Apple like just launches their new version, like, you know, 15F. But these and days the to- new version is not, there's nothing new about it. You know, there were some, yeah, there so are some long. like tangible differences. Like when we went from like two camera lenses to three and it's like, oh shit, yeah. I just bought a two and there's a three on the market. But right now, like the new phones, they haven't actually really made a, a change in a while. So you're fine. Another feature that got people really talking was like this new accessibility feature where it's a really modified home screen. It just says like, calling text messages and camera so really good for you know older people and all the icons are huge and I actually thought that was really smart that's cool yeah it doesn't like sound for your like grandma groundbreaking technology no it's though. just it's nice no it's nice but like an, I feel like an app could have provided you know what I mean you could like organize for your sure. phone to look like that for sure you get to change your app sizes and stuff I'm just I'm happy for grand is that okay yeah, no, that's okay. I'm just saying that like, I feel like that wasn't very innovative of them and I'm trying to get them to innovate. But I do think that this was the most innovative expo in a while with those VR headsets, FaceTime voicemail. They're really trying to cater to the people. Yeah. But you the, saw, the person, have you seen the zoom on the Samsung Galaxy? I have. I saw the moon. I didn't see the moon. Oh, somebody was like showing you the difference between zooming in on the moon on an iPhone and zooming on the fo- on the mo- moon zooming in on the moon with a Samsung and like the Samsung it actually looks like a telescope it's the craziest thing no I sent you a video a few weeks ago of it was a picture of a truck license plate yes and then it zooms out all the way and it literally is taken from like 50 miles away Samsung Galaxy you should get one I why don't we as a as a people get Samsung Galaxies like yeah, no, it's like a known fact that Samsung Galaxies and Androids in general have better features, are better phones, have all these things that Apple comes out with and everybody like shits their pants. They're like, you know, we've been able to do this on an Android for six months. Right. Like they are, like Apple, Android is living in the future, but there is a cool factor of, it's a status symbol, Apple, and they're just cooler. That's plain and simple. And that's why everybody spends insane amounts of money. Androids are also cheaper. Like there's literally no reason we shouldn't all be walking around with androids. Yeah, no, we're all a bunch of fools. Fools who got played by like marketing. Yeah. Or maybe someone could tell me like, what are the pros? I'm sure there are things that Apple has that Android doesn't. Right? The blue tech iMessage. That's literally it. What if I started texting you when I was green? I wouldn't text you. Like, that's the thing. It's so beyond it. We couldn't FaceTime. We would need WhatsApp. Oh, is that true? Is FaceTime only Apple to Apple? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 
That's the reason okay, enough that's for me. That's major. all I use my phone for. I'm on FaceTime right now. I'm on FaceTime right now. If my phone stopped making like regular phone calls, I probably wouldn't notice until I had to call 911. Yeah, because you also can make Wi-Fi calls like yeah. anywhere. I will say the person who came up with the FaceTime voicemail feature is obviously the same person that came up with the we're sending a code to your phone and then it automatically populates and you don't even have to open the text message. That person is the same person as the FaceTime voicemail. If the person who came up with the code thing like isn't a billionaire living in a mansion on a hill by the sea, then I don't want it. Like that person, with the person deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. Same for the person who created the unsubscribe button in Apple, uh, in mail. Yeah. That's a pretty genius like, one, too. That is a civil servant. No, that's quite literally what, we sh- what we're technically paying for. Like, that sort of ingenuity. Literally. Ease yeah. of use. Ease of use. Ease of use. So, those were the fast five. True. Correct? True. Correct. Um, tomorrow's episode is Jax Taylor. I really hope you guys enjoy it. You'll be able to listen and to watch. And then next week, we're going to do, you know, similar to what we did this week, a mix of Jax and Claude. Hybrid. Audio only. A hybrid. Hopefully, we'll get some fabulous people in studio. And, of course, I have nothing planned. But you know me. Sunday is my day for organizing everything because i got to be the most annoying person on the planet. Your like, day hey, of outreach. Hey, can you podcast with me tomorrow? Like, I'm so annoying. Um, so let me know who you want to see. Uh, we love you guys dearly. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Lenny Morning Show. We deliver the fast five stories. You need to know every Monday through Friday. YouTube, so watching this on YouTube, please visit the Spotify, 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 the